Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. This week, Rafe Rovers, the semi-final draw, Beal on Morelos and the UB and Rangers have banner problems. I am Scott Carney and joining me, don't adjust your screens everybody, it is just the two of us. Ali Pearson, how's it going mate? Not too bad. Missing them again. Was Ryan and Annual leave again? I thought he'd used his entitlement up. Yeah, he's a way to watch horses jump over fences, mate, somewhere. Yeah, in Scotia, I was out with Scotia after the game on Sunday for a few beverages, so Scotia is obviously still recovering from his Sunday session. Hi, Saturday, Friday session also. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Scotia is generally, not heard from him, don't know where he is, don't know where he is. So it's just me and Alistair tonight. Um, my voice is getting there, it's slightly getting better. I do apologise about the state of it on Sunday, it was pretty bad on Sunday. But it's slowly but surely it's coming back. Not there 100% yet, but getting there. And my back's nearly mended itself. Nearly mended itself. Honestly, mate, what a couple of weeks. I'm just. You, you, it's amazing how much you take stuff for granted. See, when there's nothing wrong with you, you just take that for granted. And as soon as there's something wrong, it's like it's hard to do anything. It really is. But, um, yes, yeah, so before we get into it, shameless plug, as always, uh, we have passed a million views on YouTube, which is bonkers, uh, and we're continuing to go up and up and up. To support us reach the next million, you can if you could subscribe to the channel even and drop us a like on the video, that would be very much appreciated. You can also support the podcast to reach the next level. Um, you can join the channel for as little as 99p a month. Uh, thank you to all our channel members, really is appreciated, and the people that are upgrading as well to our next level supporter tier, which is absolutely superb. The, the support is fantastic. Uh, you can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. So Ali, will briefly discuss uh, the Rafe Rovers game to start off with me. Um Controversially or not, I'll, I'll I'll start with it. I'll start with it, mate. Um, I wasn't going to, but I'll start with the 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 lack of presence of the Union Bears. Now they chose to to protest uh, by not entering the stadium due to banners being removed. Banners is what they've said. Um, so the, hinting that it was more than one. Um, without their consent. <clears throat> so those at the game will also know um, that it was clear that the UB were not there in the stadium because they are pretty much responsible for the atmosphere and the songs. Um, they have been for years and I think it kind of takes everybody a wee bit by shock when it's, when they're not there and it kind of puts you on the back foot a wee bit. And I think as a fan a, a fan base, we've almost forgot how to start a song. I'm saying that to my dad. I was like, I think we've forgotten how we actually start songs. Um, but <clears throat> this was down to Rangers and Police Scotland anyway. 
they made the decision to remove what they thought was offensive banners. Um, the one that we've all seen that was on social media was Ross Wilson, uh, director of failure. Um, so clearly that one was not confiscated. But it has been reported that the one that was removed was a pig dressed as a cop with the numbers 1312, which stands for ACAB, which means all cops are bastards. Um, Ali, I'll go on record and say that there is a lot of stuff that the union bears do that I agree with. There is also plenty that they do that I completely disagree with. The Ross Wilson banner, I've got no issue with it. <clears throat> Literally none at all. It's your opinion. You're entitled to have your opinion. As a fan organisation, you're entitled to have your opinion. No qualms about that whatsoever. The Police Scotland, uh, the police one, the ACAB thing, um, I understand ACAB is not a new saying. It's been about for many, many years uh, through a, an ultras thing. But it, it baffles me. It really baffles me what you hope to achieve with a banner like that. Um do you expect Police Scotland to turn on and go, oh, you're right, we'll start treating you better? Because um, it's, it's not going to happen. Look, and again, I can say this because I'm saying this as a guy that has very little interaction with the police, and I like my life that way. I'm not going to lie, I prefer not to have much interaction with the, with the police. Um, but and I, I, Rangers fans, the Union Bears in particular, do get treated badly. Um as do all ultra groups, as is all fan based groups like that, they all get treated very badly by by police. Football fans, as a, a kind of general whole, tend to get treated pretty badly. But the the banner to me, it just I think they're with kind of within their rights to remove it. I don't think it's it's unnecessary attention to get put on to the, the, the union bears as well. I don't believe it's going to achieve anything at all. And yeah, and it certainly doesn't represent what I think my views are as a Rangers fan, which is what ultimately the Union Bears, Union Bears like to like to think that they stand for. They like to stand, they think they they speak for the majority of fans. Um, a lot there, mate, to take in there. I realise I had my say before you did, but what's your take on all this? Yes, yeah, free speech. The the one we're all I agree with the one we're all Wilson. Yeah, does not bother me? They can they can say that again. It's it's an opinion for me, so. That's their opinion. It's probably the opinion of a lot of Rangers fans. So um doesn't bother me that one. The police, I, I understand. They'll get grief from the police a lot of the time. And um, see, the other, you could talk about the other side of the city. Their fan group that they've got, and they, I think, they're pandered to by by their football club. Um, our football club seems to come down a bit more harshly on our fan group, which is Union Bears. That banner, if that's what it was, Carney, you said, I'm not surprised they took it off them. <laughs> um, there's ways of doing it, but uh, you can agree with them or whatever, but I'm not surprised. They've probably not protest on the back of that banner. It's probably been on a number of things because yeah. I don't think I don't think Rangers listen to them. They want the the standing. They, they want to change this, that, that area into a standing area, which they've... they've Going on about for a while, the other side of the city have done it to their fan group. Um, I think it's more that the club don't really listen to them, and you, you, they are. I mean, see, see when they weren't there in the um, Sunday car, you noticed they weren't there. I mean, oh, the Rangers fans were singing as a <clears> library, or whatever it was, and I was sitting back going, hmm. pretty much is to be honest, because it was a weird atmosphere. For a cup game, they had, they had a big support with Rovers and 
without Union Bears, it was it was so flat. Added a wee bit to the game, to be honest, because the game was kind of, I thought it was routine, the game, to be honest, but there was no real spark in it. And without the Union Bears as well, I think that kind of went on to the park a wee bit. But they've got the rights to their opinions, but I, I don't think, I think it's in a number of things that they're, they just, they don't seem to have a line of communication with the club, the, the main people in the club. I don't think they really listen to these guys. And they need to start listening to them because a lot of these Union Bears, as much as folk might not like them or some things they do, folk will disagree with. I disagree with some things they do, but um, the majority of the time, they are, they are good for, for Rangers. Their, their displays are brilliant. The, um, the way they get the crowd going, I think it's brilliant as well. But a lot of these guys are, are younger guys and they are the future moving forward, if you want to say. So... The club need to listen to them, but I think that's what the main problem is, Carney. I think it's the communication between them and the club, and they basically think that the club isn't listening to them at all. I think that's what it is, really. I think you. I think you're right to say so, mate. And I, I don't. I don't think that's correct between the club and the Union Bells. There should be communication for them there. There should be a, a forum for them to be able to to have direct contact with the club based on what they have done for um, the club. Um, as I say, some of the tifos and stuff they've done are yeah, especially in Europe like, last season. I mean, thankfully, uh, like, Europe last season. Unbelievable one, like the mm. Makers Dream one. Um, especially like I mean, hats off to them. Genuinely, and credit where it's due. And I always say that <clears throat> every time we discuss the UB and I see the displays and I'll credit them as much as I can because that stuff is fantastic. Generally, is amazing. It was such a spectacle to look at. Even the 150 years one they've done, absolutely superb. The amount of effort and everything that goes into that, I fully understand all that. But it's it's this bit that brings me back down when they when they're going to do banners like that. And it's just, in my opinion, it's not very well judged decisions to make I get that they don't like the police I get they get treated badly by the police but it doesn't stand to achieve anything in my opinion the Ross Wilson one as I said before more than happy enough with that honestly I don't have a problem with it but we've seen stuff ourselves mate and again I'm not blaming them and saying it's for them there's ultra groups and whatever else you want to go on down but we've seen stuff that you've seen people kicking about with Unibear stuff and all that and there's carry on happening you see it and yeah, it's, it's stuff that's going to drag the name of the club down so for all the good that they do do occasionally they just make a bad decision and it, it kind of brings things back down. I, I I believe they believe that the whole stadium should be an ultra stadium. It's never going to happen. Generally, isn't going to happen. It's not Scottish football. It's never been part of Scottish football in terms of that. And like the way you get abroad, where you go to some places like Red Star, Belgrade, just an absolute cauldron of noise and it's just people absolutely going absolutely nuts for, for 90 minutes of a football game it's never going to be the case here but I never uh, I would never not want them to be in Ibrooks at the same time so I'm almost sitting on the fence I suppose because I'm crediting the man saying it was probably a bit of a silly decision at the same time but I um, I, I just I when they weren't there and I looked down and my dad was like, well, they're not here. And I was like, they're not here. And the, the, the difference in the noise was just unbelievable. And not that Rafe Rovers was, on Saturday was never going to be, a, on Sunday even, was never going to be a, <laughs> Ibrox yeah. going mental like a European night. It's not going to happen. But with games like that, the kind of routine wins that you expect Rangers to have and we go and watch, they do provide the atmosphere. There's absolutely zero doubt about that. So I'm sure this one will run on and on, mate, but I do, I will go along with I agree with you that there 
has to be better communication and a better relationship built up between them and the club because ultimately um, they deserve it. They do deserve it. They do deserve to have that line of communication there. Um, as well, that I mean, you're right because they've wanted to move behind the goal as well. That's not happened. They've asked for a safe standing, but that's not happened, even though they stand anyway. So I'm like, do, do you really need it? I know it might be safer, etc. I know that, but I mean, I don't think it's fully required, um, in my opinion. So no, uh, but I do. I think it's it's all all bobbled up and over over frustration. I think on probably on both sides, probably on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I heard on um, Heart and Hand something about something the Green Brigade had done about sharing pictures of police or something like that and Rangers tops or something. So I think the police were on high alert for this kind of stuff. Um, again, I know nothing about that. I didn't read in, didn't go check the facts or that. So, But anything else to add on that, mate, before we move? Not really. I think you've covered it pretty well, to be honest. It's um, yeah, there's, there's split opinions at times in Union Bears, but I think the majority of what they do is, is good in the ground. Um, so hopefully themselves in the club can Figure something out. Yeah, figure something out. Yeah, figure something out for sure. Figure something out. Uh, but I think the um, I do, as I say, state again that I think it was right for the pig one to get removed. But the Ross Wilson one, they clearly still have, so they've not been. That's not been fully removed from them or been confiscated by them. So I would, uh, I think they're more entitled to take that into the ground, and we'll see what comes in the next home game that we have. Right, so on to the game itself, mate. We'll, say we'll briefly touch on the Rafe Rovers game. A very routine 3-0 win for Rangers uh, on Sunday. Goals from Goldson, a peach of a finish from the Rafe Rovers defender and a tidy goal by Scott Arfield. Your thoughts overall on the game, mate? It was, like I said on the post-match, mate, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, I, I said before, I was I was looking for a, a show again, similar to the Hibs the Hibs game during the week, but I knew Wraith Rovers would come and sit and frustrate us, and they did. They were well-organised, Wraith Rovers, if you give them some sort of credit. They were organised, hard to break down. Wasn't shocked, to be honest. A lot of folk might moan, go off, should be scoring more, but it's hard when these teams set up with a bind of five and a bind of four and one guy up front. It's difficult against any team to to break them down. Up front? The guy was playing centre mid. That's me being kind yeah. to him. But it's, uh, my, my frustration with Rangers in the first half and second half at points was the lack of shooting at the edge of the box. Because you see Mintav actually had a shot on who was in the box at the time. It ricocheted off somebody and hit the post and that. So it's we don't shoot enough for me, which is a, a bugbear of mine. But... I thought it was routine. Rangers were never in danger in that game. The goal was always coming. It came probably later than we wanted it in the first half. Second half was a bit of a canter, to be honest. Probably should have scored more. Scott Arfield came on, I thought, played well. Great goal. But aye, it was it's routine. And ultimately, it's a cup. It's just getting through the next round. Aye, I wanted Rangers to score five or six, ideally. But 3-0, I was, I was happy enough for that, to be honest. Yeah, so was I. Um, so was I. Bill made reference to it after the game about the shooting from the, the edge of the box. He wants to see us do more of it and more passing and running, which I do agree with. The the side-to-side thing we've seen enough of, honestly. I know we have to do it from time to time in a game. I do get that, but they're constantly doing it. That It does become very frustrating. Um, however, it's the, the, the nature of the game and it's the way... 
the way teams want to come here and set up. I was shocked that Rafe Rovers decided to do that. I thought they would at least try and maybe press as soon as we got into their half or something along those lines, but they didn't really seem... It was damage limitations really for the start from them. In terms of what I've seen as well, mate, in, in terms of the performance levels, I, I, I'm, I'm, I still stand by what I said as well in the post-match that I'm not going to judge too much on that game. Ultimately, it's a cup game. You have to win, you have to get through, which we did do. Um, was the performance great? No, it wasn't. Was it a hard watch? Yes, it was. But ultimately, we, we worked away at it and we finally we finally broke the deadlock, which I think was at the right time, just before half-time, made everybody go into half-time a wee bit happier than what we'd seen. Um, and then the second half, again, it kind of took care of itself. It did really take care of itself. I'm going to pick out John Lundstrom, mate, believe it or not. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to pick out John. Oh, shock horror here. I just think it's clear as day, mate, why you can see why he's not... Brian Jack gets the, the shot over the, over the... gets the shot over him just now. He seems almost programmed to take an extra touch when he doesn't have to, to play a pass that he doesn't have to, and by that I mean he could miss out a pass before it gets to where the ball's eventually going to get to. He doesn't do that enough. It's very safe from him. And too many times he finds himself facing backwards, in my opinion. What was your opinions on Lundstrom on Sunday? Again, I don't want to be overcritical because I have just said I'm not going to criticise the team for the levels of performance because of the nature of the game that it was um, Bill said still make games but I think there's a wee bit more in it than that considering what we've seen this season but Lundstrom mate it's just not Ryan Jack <laughs> No it is I, I thought you could you could notice Lundstrom and that team on Sunday if you know what I mean in terms of uh, he takes the extra touch he slows it down. He just he hinders it, and a bad it's, it's a bad thing. He actually hinders the Rangers team because the rest of them play the ball sharply. You look at Cantwell, you look at Raskin. There was one time Lundstrom, I think it was the second half, got a ball and, and pretty much brought the ball to Barisic. I was like, wait, why is he just play the ball? But he actually tried to run, bring the ball to him. I was like, honestly, but I he was. I didn't think he was awful in anything on Sunday. I thought he, thought he was all right, but you noticed you noticed him in that team because he slowed it down compared to when Ryan Jack was there on the Wednesday night. I know it was Hibs, a different game we're playing, different intensity, but uh, he's been like all season lunch from this, isn't he? A, a one-off or that. He's, he just, I don't think he suits the Beal team. I, I really don't. I think he's a guy we need to look to move on in the summer. He just... Every time I see his name in the team, my, my heart sinks a wee bit, which is pretty pretty bad, to be honest, because I back every Rangers player on that park. But if Ryan Jack and Steve, Ryan Jack's the one you play. I understand why Ryan Jack didn't play on Sunday because it's three games in a week. And do we need to risk Ryan Jack against Wraith Rovers? No, we don't. So that's why Lundstrom came in. But I again, it was just a side-to-side passing, slow, going back the way. He didn't shoot at times when he was on the edge of the box, which you know, John Lundstrom has seen at Sheffield United. He's done it for Rangers. He can shoot, didn't do it. Too many safe balls for me. I don't think he suits this Rangers team moving forward for next season, because that's ultimately next season's when we'll judge Beale when he brings his, his own team. But I honestly think we need to try and move him on in the summer. 
It may be quite harsh, but I just think he doesn't suit the Rangers team going forward. Uh, well, I, I, I agree. I do agree. Um, I say that he's his career with Rangers has almost followed his the pattern that he had at Sheffield United because he had a I think he had one stormer of a season with Sheffield yeah. United and then kind of fell off fell off a cliff, probably more so at Sheffield United than he has here, but that's probably due to the pace of the game and the quality of the game in England. But here he's maybe getting away with it a wee bit more due to he's playing a, a back 10 more times than not. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't really understand that either. That's the, the bit. And when you see what he has done for us previously to, to what he's doing now, it really is it's kind of night and day. And... I, as as sad as it may be, we would I would be the same, mate. I'd be looking to move him on now because you might get something back for him in terms of he's got a year left at the end of, the end of this year. He's got a year left in his contract, so it would make sense to try and move him on and try and get some money in. But I think even see next to players like Raskin, I think you can just notice the difference. Stands out, you know. Stands out like, Aye. like compared to like what Raskin does, you're just like. It's, it is night and day and we thought we thought Raskin initially was going to do the John Lundstrom role but he is playing an eight role if you like a kind of eight role more than anything else but the energy that Raskin brings me compared to Lundstrom you can just see it yeah no, I just think he's quite lethargic Lundstrom I just don't think he suits the way Beal wants to play Beal wants to play this kind of fast football and I, I just don't think he suits it at all I said mm-hmm. What, Christ, a while ago when Beale first came in, I was like, no, John Lundstrom, I think he's one of Beale's men. And, and Ryan said, um, no, he, he wouldn't sit. Ryan said he couldn't see John Lundstrom fitting into the way Beale wants to play moving forward. And the more you've seen it over the weeks there, I completely agree with him now. He doesn't fit it at all. Mm. And every time he plays for us, he stands it like a sore thumb in a bad way. Because mm-hmm. the rest of the team want a clever foot. Not saying not saying it's not a clever footballer, but he's playing with these guys that like to move a ball quick, pass and move, pass and move, and he just doesn't fit that bill for me. And Ryan Jack, I think fits the bill perfectly. The problem with Ryan Jack is he's very injury prone. Thirty one now, and I think that's a position for next season because I think we need another midfielder. But that's a position for me. I'd be looking at. To, to, I, I would I would offer Ryan Jack a contract next season, but I'd also be looking at somebody else who can play that role there next season. And that's if we could move Lundstrom on. I think we could be Lundstrom. I, I could see a championship team in England taking him. The wages I don't think would be an issue down there because they'd pay nah. big bucks down there. So I, I could see a championship team taking him off our hands in the summer. So I, I don't think yeah. it would be hard to get rid of him. No, I agree. I think even the the even Kamara kind of falls under that bracket with Raskin and Cantwell now being in the team. You can just see what we have been missing for for so long. Just energy, energy, and players yeah. that are wanting the ball, wanting to go forward. So no, I think Kamara would probably fall under that. I'm not judging Kamara just now, but I think we've made our points very clear on Kamara that he's looked like for a long time that he does not want to be here. Um, that leads me nicely on to Cantwell, mate. <sighs> He's just so impressive. I mean, even though that was a poor standard of game that we watched on Sunday, I think he was involved in every attacking bit of play we had, every defensive bit of play we had. He seemed to always be there. And as I said the last time, my dad again was waxing lyrical about me. He's like, this boy's got it because his energy, his control, his vision, his 
his sheer desire to get the ball and to go forward, to take players on, to try and make something happen. Every time I see him, mate, he just shines. And I, I just always, I keep going back to, he's probably not even at his best yet because of the amount of football he's missed. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. He was my man in the match. Um, yeah, Cantwell, Sunday, I was sitting with, with Tommy and Sunday along with Scotia, but me and Tommy were watching Cantwell the whole the whole game and just watching his movement all over the park. Like I say, he's not scared to put himself about when ball's back. The way he kind of glides with a ball as well, always mm-hmm. comes out of tight situations with it. Aye, he's going to get better and better. He is getting better and better. The more I see him, the more I like him. Um, he can play a few different positions as well, I think. And the only other thing I would say on it is, since Cantwell's been in the team, say the last sort of three games or so, I've not heard one person um, really go on about Tillman. Before, it was like, oh, we need Tillman back because he's the only guy we had in the middle of the part, apart from Ryan Kent. He was the only guy we had that was doing anything. But now since Cantwell's come in, I've not heard anyone go about Tillman as much as we have Previously, and that's not that's me. That's not me saying I don't want Tillman to stay next season because I, I do. I, I do. I think Tillman's a great player as well. But it just shows you the impact that um, Cantwell's made. That we're not talking about Tillman as much as we were previously. Yeah, I 100% agree, mate. There hasn't been that. I say, I, I'm on the post-match, I did mention that he wasn't on the bench, but he's obviously been nursing an injury for a wee bit and they don't want to take any great risk with him until he's fully fit to get back, which again probably makes sense considering the level of opposition on Sunday. So I don't I don't, I don't, don't have any problems with that. But no, you're right, no one's been saying, where is Tillman? We need Tillman back considering mm-hmm. how he's been playing. And that's all down to Cantwell. And I think it shows... If we do our if we do our homework correctly, if we scout the right areas, we go to the right places, we ask the right questions, we can pick up a right gem. And I do believe Cantwell is going to become that. I know we are as Rangers fans and as a podcast, we've got a way to curse players. But everybody that I speak to about Cantwell is saying, this boy's incredible, this boy's really good. He's everything that we've been looking for. Um, just a man that's brave enough to take the ball forward. Um, so no, I think you're right. There's a conundrum for you. They're all fit, mate. Does Cantwell and Tillman play in the same team? Well, I, it's I hard to fit them in. It's hard. I've, <clears throat> I've said moving forward, for games that we're playing against teams that sit in, if you want to say, like a Wraith Rovers, to be honest, at the weekend. I could see Tillman coming in for Sakala. I could see Sakala dropping out and one mm. of them kind of interchanging between the two of them. Or do you play, dare I say it, Raskin as your sitting midfielder, Tillman and Cantwell in the middle? Mm, with yes, Sakala, yeah. Sakala, Joe Ackner. I mean, that's very attacking. because I like that, yes. You, you, you've, seen, you've seen Raskin play that position against, uh, it was Livingston, I think he played it. And I thought he played it extremely well. And he I'm trying to sit beside was Kamara and somebody else. But I think you could see that as a midfield because Beals said about Tillman being an eight. So you could have Raskin as your six, Tillman as your eight, and then there's Cantwell. So I think that's what he's looking at. Trying to how how you get them all in the same team. Um but well, he, obviously he's rumoured as well that he's been working on something behind the scenes in order to change it to 
the rumour is it's a three-five-two. The fact that he's going to have Suter back, and he's he's looking at a different sort of system, which would ultimately free up another position, I suppose, towards the, the kind of middle midfield to the front. But in terms of the way we play just now, mate, I think that's you've 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 got my eyebrows kind of raised, mate. Having Raskin as his six, and I think I would prefer Cantwell as the eight, to be honest. I think he would do more play. of the track I, I back. Just, do you know what I mean? I, I think they can interchange, to be honest. That, that, that's yeah. how flexible a lot, a lot of these guys are we've brought in. Tillman, Raskin, Cantwell, they can all can interchange. And it's the same with the front three. They interchange at times as well. But it's... Um, and Ryan, cause Ryan, Kent's, Ryan Kent's got a free role. I mean, Ryan Kent's everywhere in the park. But, yeah, um, yeah I'd like to see that. I mean, say we are playing... Kilmarnock or Kilmarnock <laughs> at Ibrox yeah. on a Saturday at three o'clock. There's no reason why we can't play that as your as your midfield. There's no reason. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting moving forward because Tillman, I think, is fit for the game on Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward what we play. And we play Ibrox on... I think our next game at Ibrox is on the 1st of April, which is yeah. like home to Dundee United. Yeah. So... But interesting moving forward how he how he fits them all in, but it's a good yeah. problem to have. Yeah, it's a very good problem to have. Um, yeah, last thing in the game, just good to see Yelmaz, Suter, Hadji all getting game time. Um, it's going to be important for them. None of them. I mean, Hadji, I actually said, I'll clear that out now, I said on the post-match it was Tav that was involved in the goal. It wasn't. It was Hadji that passed it to Cantwell. Um, it was... Uh, it was good to good to see Yelmaz back, especially me and Suter. And Yelmaz looks like he's going to get a run now because Borner's off to have a baby. I don't know, Bars, which was having a baby there, so I've missed out on that there. But um yeah, apparently his missus is due on Friday coming. So I think he's going mm. back home. No, it was, so that means Yelmaz will play Saturday then. So looks like it. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm quite happy to see we, we need to see we spent for the best part of four five million reportedly on, on Yilmaz so he's going to play but Barisic has been a, quite a long time what they do with Barisic in the summer I don't know I mean I think Barisic has been one of our best players this year I don't know can he go Barisic I don't <laughs> and see I, and I, I thought know. Barisic was good at the weekend again and Ryan Same, I, hate, he was good. <laughs> I hate talking about him because he's not here to defend it I, like, I do get that Ryan's scarred by the time he sat down at Parkhead, right? And we all are. I'll never forget that. I won't. But I couldn't understand. Sorry, Ryan, if you're watching this. I couldn't understand what he was saying Saturday. I was going, I thought he was pretty good. And it's not his fault that he's just having to fling balls into the box. Nobody else is making it. Barisic isn't going to make something happen, is he? He get He's there to do one thing and one thing alone. Yeah. He's that left-hand side, so it's not really up to him. So I thought, I thought Barisic was more than decent in uh, Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I thought he was good. But moving forward next season, it'll be interesting what we do with him. Do we move him on? Do we keep... I'd keep Barisic, but um, it'll be interesting seeing Yilmaz in this team because he's a different he's a different player altogether. Yeah. More of a tricky player. I think he's got, he's got a trick about him. He's, yeah. I'll be interested to see Yilmaz moving forward. Um, and Suter coming on, I thought Suter looked decent, to be fair. I thought he, he looked good. I looked fit. I thought he looked really fit, yeah. Yeah. No, he looked decent too. Hadji. I was actually watching a thing, and there's a thing in YouTube, the five-minute thing, you know, that box to we are sponsored by. Oh, I've not watched it yet. They were, they were doing it, there's a box, and, and Cantwell's picking a question out, and he was doing it with Kamara and Hadji. And it was like, one of the questions was, what, what attribute would you take from one of your other 
players and it came to Hadji. And the first thing I thought was, it's got to be speed. It's got to be speed. Picked, speed. <laughs> he picked Scott Wright and I think it was Matondo or something's pace. And I was like, aye, that's exactly what he's lacking. Yeah. Um, it's quite funny that. But but nah, I thought they all, they all, they all looked reasonably decent to be fair and I mean it's Rafael yeah. coming on against there was, the Jones, a, so. there was a point on Sunday where Hadji actually got the ball after Rafael was brought to the park and we went to break my dad was like go on I was like Hadji's on him and I was like, he's not going to go anywhere <laughs> it's like he's not going to go anywhere but he's, he's got a, a very good footballing brain and for playing against teams like we are back then and that he is good to have in the team and he's not scared to have a shot so um, no actually good to see them back uh, so on to the semi-final draw me um, we are going to Hamden to play Celtic again in the semi-final. The um, game's due to be played the weekend, the 29th of April. April. Is that correct? 29th of April, 30th of April. We will more than likely be the Sunday. I would be shocked if well, we are well, not you say that. You say that. I've I seen an article today. Apparently in the Sunday in Glasgow, there's a, the Kilt Walk or something, I think is. Possibly right. then. Which is can't be moved. So they were saying, and uh, I thought it was Evening Times or something. Potentially, it, they might have to put it on a Saturday because of this other event that's happening on the Sunday. So what are they going to do about the other? Come. What are they going to do about the other? Oh, the other ones, thing? but why? But the other ones, buddy. Cali this Volker, one for Volker Volker still <laughs> Still I, I know, but no, there wasn't as much police there, but that's no, true. That's true. See, I, I assumed it would be the Sunday until I read that Same. article and they said there was an event on in the Sunday, Glasgow, so just need to wait and see, basically. Yeah, I need to wait and see. Um, so yeah, I think it's I, I generally think it's brilliant the fact that it's Falkirk and Cali Thistle that are going to get themselves into the final. I always think that's good for Scottish football when a team from a team from down the leagues, uh, a team from down the leagues manages to get themselves all the way to the final. I think it's good for the the good for the sport. Um, and yeah, we meet we meet Celtic uh, in the the semi final, mate. You are <laughs> your thoughts on the draw? <laughs> it's um, it's a weird one because whoever wins that game out of Celtic Rangers is going to win the Scottish Cup. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, pretty much. Barring a absolute yes. Yeah. And that's not being disrespectful to, to Inverness no. or Falkirk because they've won a watch, the two yeah. of them drawing each other. They'll be absolutely delighted. In fact, I watched the Falkirk game last night and the two boys, in fact, Kai Kennedy was one of them, <clears throat> who's right. in loan from us, who was absolutely delighted that he wasn't playing Rangers because he'd be, he'd be cup-tied. He would play. So he was delighted that he's got a chance to make a final. So... Aye, it's a weird one. To, to, I don't know the last time a, a championship or League One team was in the final of the Scottish Cup. We're Scotia when you need them. I know, we're Scotia when you need them, but I knew we'd get Celtic. As soon as we get drawn out first, it was Colin Henry last night was doing it, wasn't it? Um, and then they came out, they were, they were, we were four, they were one. And I was like... But we played them in the semi-final last year. After 120 minutes against Braga, and we went extra time with them, we were the better team, and we won. But yeah, you need you need to beat Celtic to win this cup. Let's be honest about it; they're, they're the team Aye. to beat. So yeah. we're going to face them regardless. If it's not the semi, you're going to face them in the final. So we'll face them at one point. Why not face them in the semi? We've got a score uh, against them in terms of what happened in that that League Cup final. Bill will not make the same mistake. Or Askin and Cantwell will be playing. 
obviously they'll have more games in their legs when they get to that point as well. Well, that's what I was players. thinking as well. You've got six weeks to this yeah. now. So there is, in my opinion, there is literally zero excuse for Cantwell and Raskin not to be playing. No excuses. Other players will get more minutes in the legs. You have likes of Hadges and all that, more minutes in the legs. So Yilmaz as well. So we could have a, not a, a completely different team, but there's three guys I've rhymed off there in Raskin, um, Cantwell and Yilmaz that might start that game that, that didn't start. The, the League Cup final. So, yeah, I think these Rangers players have got something to prove in this game. And it's that game, if you think about it, I, the league, I mean, the, we've said for, I don't know how long, the league's pretty much done, to be honest. There's 10 yeah. games left. So yeah. this game is our season at the end of April. So it's built up for it. So they know now they've got six weeks, whatever it is, until this comes. So, so we know exactly uh, the job in hand. So no, I look forward to it. It'll just be... The usual when the the Majors points come out and who gets tickets oh, no. and all that. <laughs> the usual moaning about it, but we all yeah. know from the final what the what the kind of number was upwards. I think the semis you get slightly more because I think the sponsors or something get more for a final, so they might be an extra thousand tickets or something. I don't know about for each set of supporters. So yes, it'll be interesting what the Majors points are for it, but we know from the final. Where it kind of sits, I'm fortunate enough that you're I should fine. get a ticket from where I am in terms of points. Yeah, you're fine. I don't know. I was a point away from the first cut off, so I, but I still yeah. got in the second round that came out. I still managed to get a ticket. So I think I, I, the best ticket. Yes. Yeah, no. So I think the way I read it for the final, somebody said that you get more for a semi than you do. For, I don't think it's much more, to be honest, but the way it works in terms of the final sponsors, etc., I think a semi, you get slightly more. So, be interesting to see what happens. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, it'll be the usual usual clamour for tickets, mate, no doubt about it. But, yeah, aye, six weeks, Rangers, I've got to prepare for that. And, yeah, we do have a, a bit of a score to settle, that's for sure, um, considering what happened in the League Cup final. But I, I fully expect Rask, Raskin and Cantwell to be starting. Uh, quickly before I move on, Ryan Jacksman called up to the Scottish national team um, for the international break coming up. Not what I wanted to hear. Ryan... Jack should be wrapped in cotton wool until the old farm at the end of April, uh, in my opinion, because we're going to need him. That is for, for sure he has to start. And I know we shouldn't be thinking about that about players, but call me a pessimist, mate, but I've just got the absolute fear that he's going to come back injured. Yeah, Scotia kept bumping his gums on Sunday about a Scotland midfield, and I kept telling Scotia I really do not care about the Scotland midfield, but <laughs> but Scotia's Scotland midfield was Ryan Jack, um, McGregor, and McGinn. I think was his three that he's been mm. telling me all of Sunday. I had to keep telling Scotia I'm not interested, but <laughs> um, yeah, he probably will play for Scotland. I mean, Scotia's yeah. Scotia's the man he asks because he watches Scotland yeah, and he, he follows yeah. him so. He's the man to ask when he's next on, but I don't, the way Ryan Jack's playing, he probably will play for Scotland. And yeah, I don't. I mean, he's got the right to play for for Scotland. He's he's that's his his nation to play for. So, but yeah, it's Ryan Jack, and we just with our luck, with injuries this season, you just know you'll go and play for Scotland, and something will happen. But oh, I hope not, man. I know no. it's gaming if you. I mean, congratulations to him on that. Yes, yeah. well done, Ryan Jack. Brilliant, but I've, selfishly, I could not care 
I could not care if you turned around and went like Scotland. Nah, sorry, not this time. I've got too much on my plate just now. Uh, anyway, we'll need to wait and see. But uh, right, we'll finish up, mate, with uh, a thing, that a conversation that's been rolling on and on and on, mate, for I don't know how long, but it was Michael Beale, uh, his comments on Alfredo Morelos. Now, Michael Beale's revealed that there has been no contract offered to Alfredo Morelos, uh, but he has made it quite clear that he would, well, he's made it clear enough that he would like Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent to remain on, uh, less so about Alfredo Morelos. Um, he said he's made Morelos aware that he's looking for more from him, more energy in terms of his training and what he's been he's been showing lately. Uh, but he's... He also made a statement that was he's been at the club a long time, which people are also reading into quite a lot. But at, at the end of the day, mate, um, we are now getting to the point where the comments that are coming from Michael Beale, I think, I think both decisions, both parties have made their decision about what's going to happen in terms of the future going forward. Look, Rangers don't owe Alfredo Morelos anything, and Alfredo Morelos doesn't really owe us anything. We paid a million pounds for him. We've had more than enough back from him. I just think it's now a case that he needs a new challenge. We need a freshen up. Everything's went a wee bit stale with him, and it does look like now. If I was to put a bet on it, mate, I would say Alfredo won't be here next season now. No, it's no chance. Listen to Bill's comments. No, he's... <laughs> He's, I mean, he said lots of things that I, I agree with in terms of he needs to give us more because I think he does. I don't think he's mm -hmm. given us enough this season at all. He's been with us the best part of over five years, I think, now. Coming yeah, up yeah. Years. yeah. He's been here a lot longer than I thought when he first came. Mm -hmm. When he had that purple patch in Europa League oh, three years ago, I thought, I thought he might have gone then. We probably should have cashed in at that point, if I've been honest. But for a million pounds, he's more than paid us back. Yeah, he's came with baggage. He's came with a lot of baggage at times. I love him. At times, he annoys the hell out of me with things he does. <laughs> he frustrates me. Um, if it's true and he's reportedly signed a, a pre-contract with, with Sevilla, then I think he's one to watch there. Like I said in the previous podcast, yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic move for him to go there. Like I say, the, the club that has won the most... Um, He's won the Europa League the most times as well, so maybe it's a good fit for him going out to Glasgow as well. I mean, in the Scottish League, he has picked on up here since he's been here. He's been picked on by oh, he's, 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 he has been picked on, so I'll be interested to see his journey going forward because he, he needs to buck his ideas up at times because he's got so much potential, Morelos. And maybe going to one of these clubs where he's out the limelight a wee bit, you might see him flourish there a wee bit, so... Yeah, I don't think he'll be from Buell's comments and he won't be there next season. And if it was down to me when I've said it for months now, I wouldn't yeah. offer him a contract. I think we need to move on. I think we need to be looking at two strikers next season because mm -hmm. as good as Cholak's been against Hibs and he's been decent, I, I thought the weekend again, I know it's Wraith Overs for playing, but I, I didn't think he was great. And... Moving forward, would I be confident with Cholak as our number one striker next season for the whole season? Honestly, no. I think he's a good option, Cholak. I think he's a good number two, but I, I think we should be looking. If Morelos goes, which I think he will, I think we should be looking for a replacement for Morelos, a number one striker for Rangers um, next season. I agree. 
I 100% agree, mate. I I wasn't impressed with Cholak on Sunday. I do get the type of game that it was, but I felt even everything that he did attempt just didn't work. It really didn't. Some of his passing was terrible as well. Really was bad. Uh, but I, he was almost desperate, I think, to, to, to score and to keep the run going that he'd had from Wednesday. Um, in terms of Alfredo, look, it might give him a wee shot in the arm, the comments from the manager, but I just believe that the decision's already been made by, by both parties. I believe that they both now agree that it's it's time for him to go. And I think it says a lot, the fact that none of us are really upset about it or like kind of pulling our hair out, going, what are we going to do without Alfredo? I think it's Naturally, his time's come to an end here, um, which is, I mean, he's going to be remembered fondly. Of course, he is. He's going to be. He's going to be remembered as one a, a fantastic striker that we've had. I mean, he's the bit. He's the top scorer in Europe for us. I know that's also down to the fact that we played eight hundred and fifty million qualifiers while he's been here. But even at that, he's still got to score the goals, and he, he has done. And he's brought me some great nights, and I loved him. I loved him. I loved his celebration. I lo- I'm saying it as if he's already gone, but I love his celebration. I love his attitude. I love everything about him. And a fit and firing Alfredo Morelos was a, a thing to behold. It, watching him bully defences the way he used to when he was in form in that purple patch, like you were saying, mate, domestically and in Europe, it was a, it really was a sight to behold. But no, I think the time has now come for him to move on. And yeah, Cholak, I would agree, mate. I think Kamar Roof as well, he's just, he's never going to play for Rangers again, probably. He's probably going to be injured for, forever. I, I do believe we need to really we need to recruit a, a proper striker, a proper number one striker. And it's no disrespect to Cholak, but I, I I tend to agree that I think we need something more than Cholak um, in terms of a striker, and especially in the terms of the way that Bill wants to play football. Um, but maybe that's the whole change information thing coming up. Maybe he's trying to change everything to suit as many aspects of the team as possible, including uh, Cholak. So be interesting to see going forward. But yeah, reading between the lines, it looks like Alfredo is. He's off ski in the summer. Um, that's what it looks like. Uh, so that'll do us for tonight, mate. Alistair, thank you very much for giving up your free time to come on to do the podcast. Very much appreciated. Everybody, if you see Scotia on your passions, give them a wee clip round the ear for us. That'd be much appreciated. But no, cheers, Ali, man. No problem. I think it's Scotia not hosting Friday night. I'm sure it's it definitely his is. Definitely yeah, is. Yes. Sure it's his, I'm sure it's his turn on Friday night. So. Yep. Um, it'll be good to have the return of Scotia. Ryan's obviously at the horse racing, so yeah. See what, Ryan see might what be back for Saturday. I might be back for Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Ryan. See how much money he's won down at horses. But um, no, it was good to be on and discuss Rangers as always. And yes, I will be back on uh, on Friday. Yeah, appreciate it, mate. Um, thank you to everybody for tuning in. As always, please do like the videos. Please do subscribe to the channel. That'd be brilliant. As Ali just said, we will be back on Friday with Club Live and Scotia will be hosting that podcast. So you can tune in and ask Scotia questions in the comments as to where he's been. Uh, that would be much appreciated because he doesn't even tell us, so he might tell you. Uh, but until then, enjoy the rest of your week. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Podcast Network.